Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Flight 008-048-BHM. You listen to the Out of Home Podcast. You're listening to the Out of Home Podcast. Are you locked into the Out of Home Podcast? You're listening to the Out of Home Podcast. Featuring Kieran, Kwame, Yaf and Stephen. You London boys are crazy. Welcome to Forever Forwards. Throughout the month of October which is Black History Month in the UK and Black Achievement Month here in the Netherlands. We'll be sharing conversations that we've had with a few dope guests, tapping into their experiences of living, working and thriving as a black person in society. For us, we really wanted to use these conversations to celebrate the progressive mindset of the black community and champion some of those people who are trailblazing in their specific fields. Our next guest is out of homie Jenny Simmons, a creative storyteller and photographer we speak to her about her brand new edition of her magazine, Manon, and her incredible story so far. This is one you don't want to miss. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. Peace. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> bro, intro, 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 intro. Do it how you want to do it, bro. I don't want to chump intro. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Look how everybody quivers now. Stephen, we're ready. Mm. It right. starts, you know how it goes, bro. Let's go into this. I don't know. I don't know. This is a complete freestyle. I know the other one, but we're on another. We're on another show. Ah! Right? So okay, cool. This is our original show, bro. Yeah. <laughs> nah, this you just got it. Fam, this is the out of podcast. Find time so we can think. Okay, of okay, okay, come on, okay, bro. Okay, you know okay, what okay, it okay. is. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, uh. Evening, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the out home podcast, a show brought to you by four Londoners living in Amsterdam. That is Yaf Key. Kwame, Stephen, and the original voice in the house, the one and only Diego Simeone, otherwise known as Jenny Simmons, founder, producer, creator, man on, visionary, legend, Gemini for life. Okay. End part, end part. I like it, I like it, but I, I'm going to give you like what, a, a C minus or C? <laughs> Man passed the class. That's oh, B, all I need to B know. minus, B minus. Do you know why? You forgot a Gradu- line, man. Graduation. You forgot a line, man. Capturing and sharing Gradu- stories of inspiring mm. people while sharing our own, bro. That's I didn't important. want to do the spoiler. I feel like it's a spoiler. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> That's important, those pampy. But I love the way you owned it, fam. I love that. I'm I'm relinquishing, <laughs> relinquishing my duties as chief intro, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It's up for grabs. Oh god, it's so tense. It's so tense. I didn't know where I was going it's at tough, one point. It? Yeah, I didn't know where I was going. But your lead chair now, so continue talking, bro. Ooh. Mm. All right. It's a bit of a sticky. It's a bit of a... No, I did the intro. A bit of a sticky one still. Um Forever Forwards. It's a great concept. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, listen, look. I'm gonna leave Stephen and put him out of his misery. You're listening to the boy from out of home. It's Kieran. You have Kwame and Stephen, right? And we are joined today in the building with, obviously, as Stephen said, Jenny Simeone, aka J Nasty, aka J Dubs, aka she will not make you, Jenny, with a touch. My girl from when, 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 when. And we're just so happy to have her on the on the show, man. So make some noise, man. I mean, come on. Jenny Cheese! Simeone. Wow. <laughs> you said make some noise. Kwame when I'm mute. Boop, boop, boop. <laughs> hey, proper hater. Yeah. Okay. That's good. I'm, I'm good. professional. Good Jenny, Jenny is a if 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 you're sharp, if you're a sharp listener, you'll realize that Jenny has, has actually had many appearances on this show. She is the lady that introduces us to By this, name. Uh, By name, yeah. Name. And by yeah, home podcast favorites as well, Kieran, Kwame, Yaf, and Stephen. Ooh. Easter egg is <laughs> Don't try Pure and lies. start coming to be that. I didn't Pure know. Lies. I didn't know. Pure lies. Shake up. I, have, I, I might have to. I might have to re-record after after this. Let's see what the table looks like. Ooh. Ooh. 
But obviously, we wanted to bring you on. Um, we, well, we've actually wanted to have you on the show for a very long time. But I feel like, well, we all felt like that it was important to get you on during our Forever Forward uh, conversations that we're having. Um, we've obviously had four already. We've spoken to Abdu Nikwesi. We've spoken to uh, Olivia Smart. We've spoken to Ibra, uh, Ibrahim Kamara. Um, and we just finished our, um, we just released our conversation with Jojo Shinobu. Shinobi. Shinobi. I knew I was going to get it wrong. <laughs> Shinobi. Shinobi. Shinobi, yeah. No. Yeah. Um, and and as, uh, and for those of you guys that are probably just tuning in today or listening today, our Forever Forwards conversations that we're having for Black History Month over October is just to celebrate the dope shit that's happening within our community with black people that are flying the flags within their own um, in, in industries and environments as well. And Jenny, you are for us someone that we would would love to talk to you just to pick your brains, understand your journey, talk to you about Manon and all of the dope shit that you do that not many people would know, but we do and we appreciate you for it. So yeah, we just want to chat to you and um, yeah, and have you on a podcast, man. First of all, Jenny, how does it actually feel to officially be a guest on the show? Like, how do you feel right now? It feels good. It feels accomplished. It feels like finally, like my time is my time is here. <laughs> um, no, nah, it feels really good, guys. And as I said, like uh, yeah, I've been on the pod and the various conversations that we had around race and things like that, uh, like back in the summer. But I, I was like, I'll come on when I've got something to speak about. And that's why mm. I was like, this makes sense, and it's like good to good to chat to you guys about something that I've been working on for a long time, but how I've tried to I guess evolve it a little bit for um, yeah for 2020 and the year that we've had, the year that we're having. Sure. It's not past tense, it's present. We're still living it. It's mad, isn't it? It's mad, man. It's mad. So, um, Jay, Jay, like, I guess we should start with just, like, getting an understanding of who you are. So, for those of our listeners that are listening, <laughs> um, that don't know who you are, please give us an insight of where you're from, um, what you do. Um, yeah, just a little thing about you, man. Uh, I'm Jenny Simmons, aka Jenny Simeone. So my handles, my social handles are all Jenny Simeone because, uh, yeah, big football fan. And it's uh, after Diego Simeone, uh, that moment in 98 when Diego Simeone taunted Beckham into the old uh, red card. I don't know, it just stuck with me. And France 98 was my big tournament where I fell in love with football. So uh, my handles are always Jenny Simeone to the point where a lot of people think my last name is Simeone. Then I'm like, hey, Jenny Simmons. And like, thought it was pronounced Simeone and I'm like that's not me so um yeah big football fan from when I was young uh basically and then uh um yeah like been in and around the game in sort of various ways I guess in in, in my life and sort of enjoyed playing and playing to sort of the standard that I could when I was younger and now I'm definitely more of a casual player so like you might see me uh, yeah, just uh, in and around Amsterdam, uh, just, play, plus just playing for fun now. I'm not so serious anymore. But yeah, maybe I will not make you, maybe I won't. Depends <laughs> if I've had an off day or an on day, because uh, that's that's like uh, history, that's my past. Um, but always love the game. And I'm a bigger, I would say, bigger fan of playing than watching. Um, but then, um, yeah, as the years have gone on, just try to sort of continue um, my interest in the sport. And, and that's kind of how Manon came about. So um, it's just like a passion project in, in that it started as a football website, actually. I was just like uh, wanting to... What year? Stories. 2015. 2015. Five, yeah. Wow. Years ago. Happy anniversary. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, so again, it was just like football photography and like kind of capturing imagery and then sort of very small amount of copy just to try to sort of bring to life like just different footballing stories from like London or Valencia. Or if I've traveled somewhere, I would try and always sort of attach some sort of footballing story or element to the things that I was doing in my life. Uh, so it was a website first, then um, the Women's World Cup in 2015 was about to happen in Canada. And in the January, I just thought, do you know what? It would be cool to just make a magazine. Like, why don't I collect all the stories that I know of, like the cool women that I know in football and some that I don't know? Like, how can I reach out to people um, and, and create a magazine for this? And uh, like, yeah, like the um, the ambition was, uh, yeah, like I, I guess big, um, just given that I was like, oh, like I've never done it before. I've got like five months to get this together because the tournament's happening in June. I was like, yeah, like I guess I'll just do this. And and it was a really nice process, I think, just trying to learn and, and, and you know, do everything uh, kind of off the cuff and 
yeah, I've got like no money or anything to give anyone. It's just me being like, hi, I'm Jenny. Want to talk to me? And so surprisingly, everyone's like, yeah, I do actually. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like, very nice. Like, how, how sweet. Um, so, yeah, just like collecting and sharing those stories in, in magazine form um, was kind of what I did in, in 2015. And uh, and then I've just continued basically around uh, the women's tournaments. And I think it was due to like kind of, you know, when you say if you don't see something in the world that you want to see, like create it yourself. And it sort of yeah. really felt like that. And I just felt like communication around um, women's sports was often like, um, there was kind of like little to none, a little to no coverage. And then it's almost like if you've got a problem with that, try to fix that yourself, you know, rather than just be like, it's, it's good for me to just sit yeah. and complain. It's like, oh, I don't hear any stories about female footballers. And I, I think for sure from 2015 to where we are now, five years later, that's 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 an archaic viewpoint, right? We're starting to see more and more coverage and, and, and that's amazing. Um, so I've just sort of developed around that. And as I say, I would do one around the tournament. So it's like every two years, so I can just chill out for a year and then like put pressure on myself every tournament year. Yeah. Like last year was France 2019. I did an issue. I was like, cool, like I can chill. I'm like, just relax now. Let me speak to me in the, speak to me in that Euros. Can't wait. I've just got a year off. And then, uh, yeah, 2020 happened and it was like, uh, yeah, everything's getting cancelled, pushed back, postponed, all this stuff. And obviously everything that happened with BLM, like kind of struck me in a way that, um, yeah, kind of shocked me. And I've had various conversations with you guys specifically, uh, you know, about this in, in terms of how it made me feel about how I was looking at myself and, and, and the sort of journey that I've been on. Yeah as a black woman as a black woman in football mm. and I just sort of felt that the sort of culmination of all those things sort of warranted uh, for me to think about like maybe even doing an issue just focused on, on black female voices in, in the game Amazing. and I think like maybe one thing that I thought of it was just like oh like you know looking at myself at previous issues I was like have you been have you been sort of declarative in like telling black stories and somewhat I had but somewhat I hadn't you know there was like a yeah but not a lot of black stories. So then I wanted to hold myself accountable to say, hey, if you've got this platform that you've created yourself, you have complete ownership of this. Like, you know, do what you want with it and why not try to focus that? So, uh, yeah, that's like where I am with Manon and, and how yeah. that sort of all came to be. It was like, uh, yeah, just a passion project that just sort of keeps coming back to bite me every two years. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, this is the last one. Like, there's no need, like, it's good. Like, everyone's talking about the game now. And then I'm like, I'm just going to do another one. I think I'll do another one. So mm. I obviously, I obviously Man, do love I, it. And do. I just, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm really interested to fi- find out from you um, where like the, in, the initial interest came from you to like tell people's stories in that manner. Like what was, what was it, what, what drove you to do that? I think I've always like, um, not always actually, like I, I don't know how many years ago, maybe it's like seven or eight years ago, started to be more interested in photography. So as a medium and I, Honestly, again, like, it's just like me picking up a camera being like, well, let's see what this does. You know, it's like, it's, it's a real, like, basic, like, no, uh, no real uh, knowledge. And it's just like an experimental phase of, of, of what I like to try to do. So, um, yeah, I like to um, shoot, especially, in, and some people make fun of me, like, a lot of my Instagram is just empty football courts, empty football pitches, empty basketball courts. I was like, are you okay? Like, what are you up to? And I'm like, I'm just walking around taking shots of, like, empty football courts which is I was like is she good I'm like yeah I'm good you know and so um I think like visually I like to tell stories through through spaces um somewhat through people but I think my um communication around people comes often from just speaking to them and really I'm uh, mm. like yeah if I'm, I'm I'm a big extrovert so I like speaking to people and, I'm an introvert too. yeah no no we spoke about this the other day yeah like we have introvert to, 2020 yeah we have to admit we're not introverts we wanted to try it but we're not it's, Yo. We were saying, yeah, we tried being introvert and it's just so fucking boring. It's hard for us. It's hard. We, we just can't, can't hold, hold our tongues, tongues in it. Oh, no. We've tried, guys, so don't come at me. Yo, being an introvert doesn't mean you have to hold your tongue, yeah, you know. <laughs> exactly. That's, but that's what we, as an extrovert, that's what you think. No. Yeah, we just have no idea. No. They can t- you can text it. We just don't understand. Uh, we just don't what? Understand. We've, talk, D- we've Diego, spoken about this in, in depth. So funny. Diego, how big of a game changer was it when you were able to shoot against the wall and make the wall famous? I think that's when your photography really uh, t- took a life of its own and um, some famous portraits have been taken on that wall. I was referring to his um, many, many appearances on my Instagram page where if I thought somebody was looking pretty swaggy, there was this white wall, so it just looked like a clean backdrop and I'd be like... It's almost like a Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Like, you're the chosen one. Like, you got the golden ticket. I was like, I said, come with me. I want to shoot you. You look swaggy today. And people, some people are like, this is bullshit. Why are you pretending? 
I send people up. And then some people were like, I really want to be shot by that wall. <laughs> and I just created some bullshit around it and it was fun. But Stephen was, I mean, you're the pioneer. I think you're the first person I shot wearing an Inter Milan jersey, no? You're the, wow. you're the OG. The OG. Let's not give him another nickname, shall we? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's being recorded, right? Uh, yeah. Cool, cool. Keep, keep it rolling. Goodness. Um, <laughs> Quick one, Jenny. Just a, uh, thank you for the background of Manon, but just a background because you're not from London. I think that's important. Could you give a background on your childhood and upbringing and where you were raised? Yeah, of course. Yeah, so I'm from the northwest of England, um, a small but very lovely city called Lancaster. What? Yeah, so that's that's my accent. Although I think my accent is maybe not typically Lancastrian. So it is. It is. Get get, get at me if you. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I was like uh, grew up there for sixteen years. Then I went to um, moved to Durham when I was sixteen for the National Women's Football Academy. So I was like taking my football quite seriously, and I moved over there for two years to do my A levels and to to play and 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 yeah, like try to compete on like a, a sort of serious level. And it was it was really good. You know, you're playing football two hours a day every day. Uh, training with like the the coach was uh, Jill Coulthard who was like the England captain when I was growing up she was like an absolute boss and just like a, a privilege almost every day to go out on the pitch with her and listen to her and learn from her was like you know when you've got someone who's done it and they know you can't contest that you know you're like oh, she's chatting it's like I'm chatting she's done it she knows and that was like really good learning for me as well and it was like I think very structured football. So it was really like formulaic way that we played. And I was, I was playing striker and it was, it was great. It's like, as a striker, you just like check the ball, receive, hold it up, lay it off, peel back around. We, we're going to score. Like, and it was, it was nice. And it was, it was, and we won. And, and that was amazing. So super formulaic and, um, and, and really drilled in like a winning mentality, which I kind of hadn't had growing up. I was playing for like, when I was really young, when I first started out playing football, uh, like I played for Morecambe under 12s, we would lose, 21-0, What? And you'd come back every week? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, looking for a new club after that first game, bro. Scores are real scores. And like, you can tell that like uh, it's, it, it's hurt me. You know, it's impacted me. Here I am, however many years later, still talking about these wow. scores. Like, it hurt. But character building at the same time. So then, then I started to play mm. for a few like bad teams. I went to... Preston North End and the Blackburn Centre of Excellence. Um, and so, so I sort of started to build a bit of a winning mentality like before I was sort of 16 mm. at, at, the, at the academy. So academy was great. I was there for two years. And then uh, kind of like beyond that, it was like, I guess you want to, you know, further your education. And I was like, oh, well, um, kind of didn't want to go to uni in England because I felt like I'd kind of had that experience in that two years living away from home, studying, yeah. playing sports. And a few of the girls in the year older than me were all going to the States and like sort of trying to get scholarships. And I thought I'm going to try and do that. So um, yeah, I did that, which was amazing. So when I was 18, I moved to Florida um, for like yeah, Boy, yeah, yeah, three and a half years. Yeah, like Shout out to you. Real, three and a half years. Dis- Disneyland vibes. It's just like uh, wow. it's like Tinsel Town, Toy Town. It was like kind of crazy experience, but um, yeah, so formative and like so much fun. Um, and I would say like my. Uh, my coach was actually English. He was from Manchester. So it was like really nice. I think oh, we nice. had a good level of understanding also with one another. Mm. A few other English girls joined me as well. So Kate, who you guys know, she was mm. centre mid. I was a striker and we played Jeez. together, of course, for a couple of years before that. So we had quite so a good cool. connection. But, Yo, like, Jen. Sorry. Um, first of all, before I ask this question, I just want to say at the, at the beginning, Jenny stated that she's a very casual football player. player. <laughs> That is a lie. <laughs> Very. I think, I think as, as a Gemini, Gemini she's, she's probably talking about her other alter ego, maybe as a casual fan. I have seen this lady play football at work with my own eyes. Ham, On a Monday morning at 9 a.m., she's going ham. Do not listen to her about being a casual football Where do you think Jenny with a touch came from, bruv? Unless you guys, now I run my mouth more than I run anything else. You've got you, you got another nickname as well, didn't you? <laughs> me? Steve, Steve yeah. is just saying you got another one, don't you? I've, I've got bear, so what, what are you? I don't want. I don't want to. Like, I don't want to draw myself out. You should like, lazy assassin. Assassin. That's my positioning. Yeah, yeah. Lazy assassin. Because I'm that striker that I'm like, give me the ball to my feet. Like, don't don't be like, don't be mugging me off with these long balls. I said, I'm sure. I, it's, it's, you know, I, I can't necessarily just play it to my feet and we're, and we're good. So I call myself the lazy assassin. I was I was gonna say, Jen, like, what was that process moving from the northwest of the yeah. UK 
Yeah. To then going to Florida, which is a totally Florida, different vibe, yeah. totally different culture. How was that yeah. for you? Um, like it, was, it was good, you know, and it was like really, um, uh, the school's called Weber and it was really like, uh, I think it was like 85% were student athletes. So everybody over there had that sort of same mentality, which was amazing. Wow. Um, and yeah, you just got exposed to so much, like so much like new things mm. all the time. And, uh, you know, there's a football, you know, American football team, um, uh, baseball team, softball team. Uh, you go into the basketball games every week and there's a, like a really nice sort of mentality. And as it was an international school, there was also like, you know, my friends from uni are from yeah, England and the US, but also from like Iceland and Sweden and mm. Trinidad. And like, you know, there's this global, global over. Teams. Yeah. And it was and it was so nice and like very formative. But I think it was so funny because then I was like moving and I'd never been abroad before I went to the US. So when I was 18, that was my first wow. my first trip abroad was like, you're moving. Like not even like, oh, oh. let's just see how it is. Like, I'm just moving to Florida. Like that's so. What did you do before that? Like Butlins holidays and that. Yeah, we we did like a lot of like Scotland. (laughs) We would go up to Scotland and stuff. Not so. No, we were not really caravan flexing. We did a bit of caravanning actually, but like more like city breaks in the UK. Okay, okay. it was Mm. more. Yeah, it was more casual. Like my family were never big like on traveling. Even now, my mum more, but like the rest of my family not too bothered. So I was like, okay, well, I'm just moving to Florida, and I was like, some friends. I know it's like in America. I watch Friends. Like literally, I was like. They say sidewalk, we say curb. They say trash, we say rubbish. I was like, I've got this, like, I'm good. And so I like, rocked up at 18, like, hey, what's good? And I'm like, the culture shock. I was like, this is, really? this is mad. But also, like, a lot of that, it's just, just the mentality is very different, um, I mm. think. And it was it was more that, that than anything else, the mentality. And, um, and yeah, taking sports seriously was amazing, like, in the university setup. But then also, like, yeah, I think, like, racially, you can feel like a, there's there's a tension that you can potentially feel, like, even in just being there. But mm. what I would say from that perspective is, that, you know, I was, like, uh, one of, like, few black people in my life in the UK. So, like, Lancaster is not a super diverse place. Durham, as a whole, not super diverse. But the people that I was at college with, there was, you know, guys from all over the UK who were, um, uh, you know, know, originally their their sort of heritage was, um, you know, Ghana, Nigeria, etc. So I I think it exposed a bit more of that when I was, like, um, 16. Um, But then, yeah, like, in the US, like, yeah, big black community, like, within the school. But then also, yeah, you can kind of, like, feel the racial tensions in the US a little bit more. Or is how I felt in that situation. How how, how did like living in Florida during that time um, affect your like you and your your own identity as a black woman as well? Like what what was that like for you? It was I think it was like interesting for me to be like one of many in an instance versus one of few. So like yeah, it was like the American football team was like predominantly black, uh, basketball squads predominantly black, and I was like oh okay, and 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 this is like outside of my family in the UK, like that's not me not being exposed to a lot of that like all the time. So I think it was it was pretty formative and and um, yeah, an interesting process to go through. But I think maybe most interesting is that um, Obama was uh, sort of voted in at the very end of my university. Oh, uh, wow. And so, so that was like an amazing time to be there. Just like, so he was inaugurated, I think um, he was won the election in the November and I graduated in the December. So, you know, all the lead up nice. to that was just, it was just amazing and to Crazy. feel the energy and just the idea of like where the US has come from, this idea that, you know, we're going to have this as the president was like absolutely mad. So I was actually like sad mm. to not be sort of staying there to then experience that also. But um and, and and I would say also about Obama, you know, the, the first mixed president, because everyone calls him like, the first black president. I'm like, right, he's mixed though. Like, why are we all quick to like, <laughs> so, like I will speak to now and say like, yeah, of course, like I, I'm, I'm a black woman. I'm seen as a black woman in many instances, but I'm really proud to be mixed. And there's so mm. many people who are mixed in the world and and they just like get that, okay, they're black. And, and, and it's like, yeah, like you can say that and that they can identify and we can all identify however we choose to and however we feel uh, sort of most appropriate to us. But I think for me as a like, being half black and half white like I, I love that about myself and and then when you see that represented in other people it, it's also nice to see right like it's like mm. you know you can't be what you can't see and when you see that it's amazing but then people are like this guy's black and I'm like oh but he's also got like a white parent just like me but like people are very quick to like box everything and sort of yeah like put everything into its neat place which I don't think necessarily exists in this world so and that's also fine you know that we're not all in these boxes as it were mm. yeah what, what do you love about you said you love being mixed what do you love about it Jen? I think you know, you know, you know exactly. <laughs> no, it's just, it's, no, it's just like, I, I think this idea of best of both, like, or like you can see things from uh, different sides. Your influences are from like two, two very different and often contrasting sides of, um, sort of mentalities and things like that. And it's just, yeah, it's just, um, yeah, nice to feel part of 
part of two two spaces versus solely one you know I think it's a and if if, if both are really accepting as well it really can be amazing so mm. yeah I just want to like shout out to the mixed race crews you know hold tight hold tight hold tight all my mixed race crew and that Oh you guys, guys are as honest and as me about this. <laughs> Jen, so so what happens from America then? So you're there. You said that you graduated in the December. Uh, Obama was inaugurated, which was 2008, yeah. right? Yes. 2000, yeah. Yeah, 2008. So yeah. Then I moved to London, so that was like also a really nice experience because I guess like in the US, I was in like like a small school, and we were like really nice but on a lake in central florida and it's kind of calm life you know the only thing that's going on is the walmart there's like a 15 minute car ride like it's like not you know not much happening but the the campus um so i moved to london and that was amazing just to experience life in london and again did you move uh where in london was i living yeah yeah the first place was the stepney green and then i always was in and around so yeah dalston um whitechapel yeah is that okay? I know, I know it's some, some sort of South War is about to start. I'm sorry. No. Oh, no. That was so silly. All good, all good. All good, all good. Lancaster, I'm just a girl from Lancaster. Like, let me be. I'm trying to be trendy. Let me be, you know? Were you, were you living by yourself in London? Or? Uh, the, first, the first place I lived was like with, um, it was really cool actually. Well, I say cool, but like not. I was living with like, maybe like five other people. It was like, um, a, like a, uh, two Spanish girls, a Colombian guy, uh, yeah, a, another wow. Spanish guy, and then my boyfriend at the time. There was like a, a lot of soap going opera. On. Yeah, it could have been, been a show. And a Jamaican girl. Yeah, that's mad. Yeah, that's mad. Swear yeah. down. Yeah. Wow. I would have tuned in for that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so what was that like, Jen? How was that moving then, that move from Florida to London? Obviously, two different environments. Like, yeah. how was that? And what did you what did you do once you landed? Mm. I was ready. I was ready to like leave Florida. I was ready to leave that like, part of my life. I really enjoyed mm. it. Um, but I was ready to like, I don't know, like face a new challenge and, and do something different. And I think like, even when you think about football, it's like, it wasn't necessarily, I mean, it, it could have been a, a viable career option in terms of trying to play. But I think the struggle at that time was, you know, women were semi-professional at best, if that's happening. Yeah. Um, and and then even if you are able to be paid to, to play, often like, you know, these women were also teachers, also, you know, also had a, these these side jobs. And I was like, oh, that's also like, it's it's a way to live it's just not how I wanted to I was like I've done my time in football I've really enjoyed that and and now like I, I want to sort of see what else the world has to offer and and not yeah. have my life dictated by fixtures and yeah. all this stuff and just sort of see what else like is out there so then I started to because I, I studied business and um sport management was my major so then I I um sort of started to work for in a number of different PR companies um and and yeah that was kind of like my my route into into my career and and stuff like that and and yeah I was in London for eight years before moving then to Amsterdam uh five years almost five years ago so I'm like yeah. almost like a yeah damn veteran as well so wow. somehow I'm, I'm giving away my age I'm, I'm giving you like all the nuggets to work out my age here <laughs> Uh, Jenny, I had uh, one question before you go into the Amsterdam years. Um, how easy was it for you to transition from like that competitive nature? I don't know how competitive you were because I can't imagine you being competitive because you're so chilled. So like, number one, how competitive were you? Being number sarcastic. Two, huh? You being sarcastic. I, I can't imagine like Jenny being uber competitive. I, I, can't, I can't see it. <laughs> no, he doesn't know he doesn't know you. No, I don't, no, I don't, don't know you at all. But, um, <sighs> but trans- transitioning from like that competitive stage to like just like everyday life because a lot of people are like oh they still need that thrill that that buzz yeah. and kind of like yeah now nah, I'm yeah. over it <laughs> yeah that, that was hard actually because I, I and that, sorry I, I was kind of like tapping into that before in that um when I was in uh Durham it was like super strict very regimented but like uh, the way to win and then when I moved to the US it's like my style of play was more my real style of play which is like I think you guys know it's a bit muggy I'm trying to do flicks and tricks I'm like trying something I'm just like oh, I'm, I'm having fun out there like we're having fun no whereas like my coaches in England were like yeah you can have fun like after training it's like this is like not in the game not in training like that's like for you in the dorms you know mm. um so uh, I think but the the coach in the US definitely gave me the freedom to express myself way more so then for those like three and a half years that I was playing there, I was really much more comfortable in being an expressive player and just really, really enjoyed that. So then when I moved back to the UK, when I moved to London, I was like, okay, uh, let me see, I need to try and find a job. Uh, and I was like, let me see, I'll try and play football. And, and I went for trials at Tottenham. 
And, uh, and I was like, yeah, it would be nice to like still play. Like, let's see what happens. So I went for trials at Tottenham and they were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we want you to come. I was like, okay, nice. They're like, that'll be £350. What? Like, I'm, I'm sorry, for what? It's like, you know, for your kit and for this and for that and for the trial. I was like, oh, and you know, you've gone from a scholarship, which you were essentially you're being paid to play. To that, I was mm. like, right, I'm just trying to get a job. I'm just trying to like, I've just graduated. I need to, I don't have £350 like that just to be like, let's, let's play. So, um, yeah, so wow. then I was like, you know, like, and I was about to move to Stepney and I was like, this isn't, this is probably not going to work and I'll just try and play more casually. Uh, like, maybe I shouldn't do that. Let's talk, let's talk, let's talk about football, uh, women's football real quick. Or football in general, sorry. Let's just talk about football, period, point blank. Like, how, how has it, how has it changed since you, because um, obviously I remember I mean you spoke around um, World Cup 2019 and we were uh, I think I can't remember where we were at. we were sitting across the table from each other and we were just talking about how great it was to see to, to see what was happening within the football space right and how how has the game changed for you as a female um, someone that has played the game lived it gone to America and played it and come back to having to pay for kit at a club like Tottenham like to now like how, how have you seen it and how has that um, affected you how does that make you feel um, yeah talk on that for a little bit yeah, I think like um, like I'm so impressed with like where the game's at. Like I think you know the, the the women's game. I think it's it's amazing the growth that it's shown. But I think when I was younger, it was always always sort of listed as like this is the fastest growing UK sport, and it, it was always like it's on its way, it's on its way. But it just sort of never felt like it culminated in anything. And then so yeah, like when we were speaking last summer, okay, about World Cup nineteen, I was I, I think you maybe had yeah. thirty minutes to chat to me. I had you there for an hour and a half. I was just I was just going in at you like okay, 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 great. But but you could see my passion in this idea mm. that. You know, people were getting behind this and you kind of can't help but feel a bit like, oh, now you join. Like now, now you are, now you're here. Welcome. Come in, sit down because I've got my, I've got my hoodie on, I've got my slippers on, I've, I've done been here. And it's like, come to my, come to my house, you know? So there's yeah. a part of you feels like that, which is kind of like bullshit. You can't because the other part of you is just like, this is amazing. This is mm. for the future generations of the game that, that, you know, girls growing up that, um, you know, they probably think it's weird to think exactly, that I played exactly. with, in boys teams because like, why would you play in a boys team? It's like, because girls teams didn't exist like so so that sort of story which is normal for somebody my age for like a 10 year old would be like what are you doing just just join your girls team it's like that wasn't there so I think I feel super happy with like where we're going and I really hope that everything that's gone on with corona doesn't affect and impact the growth and the sort of the potential for the women's game that we've that we've seen that it can have um which which I, I, I actually don't think that it will I think it will continue to grow at like a really great rate but so I feel really good about it but yeah there's part of me this is like oh if only that was like in my era you know it's like yeah, 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 feeling yeah. for yourself because like everybody like wants that for themselves you know everybody who's Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit get 30, bit get 20, 20, 20, bit get 20, 20, bit get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media. Source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Sort of into sport and is competitive like me, Stephen. Very competitive. Uh, really? to, answer, to answer your question, I feel like we, we got away from that, but very competitive. Um, and like to pretend that I'm not. I think this is my thing. I'm like, I act like I'm chilled, I'm chilled. You it's clearly fooled Stephen. You play me, at, you play me at air hockey, you play me at table football, you play me at football. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm losing my mind, ping pong, whatever. I'm no, losing my mind that. and I can't help it. Me, I um, I definitely resonate with what you said around um something not happening during your time but thinking it's okay for the like you know at least the next generation have it um slightly different topic but when I left year six in primary school the following year swimming pool was built in the school oh my gosh these guys and I was like fam so you lot wanted to build a swimming pool in the school the year that I leave bro 
But then obviously, you know, you, you just got to look at the bigger picture. Like yeah. now there's probably a whole class, a whole a whole generation of swimmers that have come from that school because Michael we've got a swimming pool there. Yeah. So I, I totally understand what you're saying, Jen. But um, I think that the women's game, obviously we talk a lot about how it's transitioning and stuff, has has come a long way, but still a huge way to go. Like you only look at, you know, you know WSL getting cut last year as soon as COVID kicked in, which I thought was a terrible decision, to be quite honest. And... Um, yeah, yeah, I'm. I'm just hoping that with COVID, it doesn't take a backseat again. That women's football doesn't go down in the priory list. What do you think, Jen? Yeah, I, I, I think that you just have to have the hope that you know it will continue. And I think when you look at, um, yeah, that those decisions, it's like, oh, it's, it's really frustrating. I think at the time when you hear it, but at the same time, when I look at some of the players that are coming over to the WSL now from the US, from outside of Europe, mm. uh, outside of the UK, from the places in Europe, I'm like okay, like you guys mean business, okay, like, and, and I, feel, I feel good about it and kind of, you kind of just have to keep on the positive mindset is, is, is my mm. feeling because I think, you know, as, as women in sport, there's, you know, been so many knockbacks or progression that hasn't happened that's frustrating, but as soon as you can sort of see some momentum, just keep getting behind it, keep being positive about it because you've got to hope that that will, um, you know, continue and the, and the growth will still be there. And people can see like, you know, there was always the, com- the conversation around like, oh, it's, you know, it's not a business opportunity. It's like, it really is. Like the, there are women that are playing and, and, and you know, you can't ignore this for any longer. Like this, you know, this is happening and people care and people care to watch, people care to, to go. People want, uh, you know, uh, Tobin Heath's name on the back of a jersey. People, yeah. you know, people, people want this stuff. Um, and so it's like, yeah, like give the people what they want. You know, that's, that's the reality. I'd say. Yeah. I just wanted to quickly, because you mentioned what positive, and I think if anyone thinks of Jenny Simmons, the first word is just like bubble of energy, positivity, always enthusiastic. Like, where where do you think, and it's genuine as well. It's not, you know, like a false pretense. Like, where does that come from? Like, is there something in your childhood? Like, have you always just thought like this? Like, where where do you think this this mindset that you have comes from, man? Yeah, I just think I've, I've always known, like, how lucky I am. Like, I'm really lucky to have, like, great friends, great family. Uh, yeah, just just uh, everything in my life. Like, it's it's... I always think, oh, you know, it, it could all be worse. So then just just always latch on to the, the good thing that you have and really just um, put that out because I do think it's like the energy you give off, you get back as well. So like, I, you know, and I only want to give out good energy and, and, and yeah, for sure hope that you get that back. Sometimes you don't, but I'm never going to change my energy for somebody else. Like that's my thing is like, I'm not going to, alter my way of being. I'm not going to say like lower myself to their standard, but if someone doesn't meet you at that place or they there's there's a friction there, it's like, oh, that's okay. Like you're not my person and that's cool, but I, mm. I'm not going to change Jenny Simmons for you like, because that's then the power that you then can have on me is immense. And, and, and I don't want anyone to have power over me apart from me. Like that's, I'm the only person that can do that. So um, yeah, just uh, like my mum my is a super positive person and has really been instilling in me for a long time. Like, the idea of gratitude and to be grateful every day for what you have because yeah nothing is nothing is you know forever and nothing is you know for granted so um i think it's like really from from, from that growing up so sick. The gen- yeah gen- definitely man from... gen- <laughs> no definitely like um to to, to Epsimera, what you're just saying i just feel like it's so important for you to have that power over yourself because otherwise like as you said, you you give it to somebody else, uh, and it's so it's so amazing that you can just see it coming through the way that you speak, the way that you act, the way that you interact with different people. It's just like well. so consistent, so so consistent, and so genuine as well. Do you think that's like helped a lot with stuff with like Manon and stuff? Because it was just like I say, it's just an idea, and you just put it yeah. out there to people and say, "Do you want to help me?" And 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 as I said, they, these people they don't know me, they don't have any reason to help me. And you know, so in, especially at like the first issue, I remember there's some like illustrators who like honestly they do mad stuff for big brands, and I was like, "Hi," and they were like, "Okay," and I'm like, "Oh my god!" Like it's just like what like what is that? But it's but but you know they. They believe in it because you believe in it. So again, yeah. like they, they mm-hmm. respond to like how you respond to that. And and as you said, Jeff, I, I hope to think it does come across as genuine because it is genuine. And I think it is a bit of it. And especially like women's sport, women's football, it's like a real recognized real. And it's like, and especially anyone yeah. who's around my age, it's almost like, you know, there's like there's like the black nod and there's like the black female in football nod and there's uh, the female nod, like the female in football nod. Like there's all these different <laughs> oh, nods wow. of just like, okay, I get it. Like I get you. I, I, I'm I, I'm on your level. Like, I, I get where you're at and I get mm. um, like your story, even though your story is different and nuanced to my story. Yeah. I, I get that that's where you're, you're sort of coming from and it's, it's from a good place kind of thing. 
Then he was there any one person that supported that you were genuinely like, oh wow. Like, you know, I know you put you I was gonna say you put it out there, but not in that way. But I know you like uh, <laughs> I know you reach out I know you reach out to like quite a few people. Was there anyone that like responded and you're like, okay, like yeah. we really like knocked you back? I think like in the first issue, because that was like I had no, you know, now I've got like issues that I can send, hey, like this is what I've done. But the first issue, you've yeah. got kind of nothing. Just like, hi, this is my, at the time, like Twitter and Instagram, like this is who I am. And um, there's a, a film that, uh, Key, maybe you know it, but um, Next Goal Wins, um, yeah. uh, which which was um, about the American Samoa football team. And they were like the worst team in, in history. And, and they were, they were yeah. trying to qualify, yeah, they're trying to qualify for the World Cup after losing, I think, 30 or 31 nil to Australia. Um, and um, there's a player for that team called Jaya. Um, and uh, yeah, just like out of like, just like sheer like luck. I just was like, I, I think I, 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 you know, on Facebook when you can send a message to someone who's not your friend and it goes into their oh, other yeah. inbox, other <laughs> messages. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That I must have like hit her up on there, just be like, hi, Jaya, like you don't know me. Um, <laughs> so, so like I sent her the big old message in Facebook and then just tweeted her and was like, hey, like I've sent you a message on your, it'll be in your other inbox. Like if you want to do it, like, great or if not like no worries and yeah she came back she wanted to do it we just did it over email even like back then like zoom wasn't a thing Mm -hmm. um we did it over email and like kind of not like stayed in touch a lot a lot but it's just like you know we still like like each other's stuff on insta a bit and it's just and i was really shocked that like she came through and was just super supportive and and yeah i just like loved telling her story because it was like such a unique one so i think jaya was the biggest shock for me And and that was in the first issue so as i say it's almost like that makes you believe like if Jaya will do something, somebody yeah. else will do something. So you've just got to keep like putting it out there and and trying to, yeah, like find the stories that you want to tell. And, and yeah, and, and unearth new stories as well. I think that's the thing is like, there's a lot of stories um, in and around, um, especially the women's game that they maybe get told and then get told again and again and again. And you want to be kind of like one of the first people, if you can, to be telling those stories. I think that's always um, uh, like a hope as well, that you're sort of telling mm-hmm. something something new to people who maybe wouldn't have been exposed to those stories otherwise. Like a true, boy. Exactly, I was gonna say like a true striker shooting your shot. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, Jen, let's let's dive a bit more into Manon because you mentioned that started in 2015, right? Yeah. So you was was you in Amsterdam or still in London? No, still still in London, and then I was like maybe yeah, I was like maybe six more months in London, and then I've done two issues since I've lived in Amsterdam. Yeah. Okay. So what was that sort of like fuck it moment where you said? I've got a good job. Like, I don't necessarily need to do this, but it's something I'm really passionate about. Like, what was that moment where you just said, I'm going to do this? Yeah, I think so. The 2015 one, I was like, this is just like a cool project that I can do as a one-off. So like that, that one, I think, sits a little bit separately because my idea was like, it's a one-off. Then I moved to, moved to the Netherlands and, um, and Leia, who many of you guys know, so my friend from France, um, uh, you know, we, we play football together at the time she was living in Amsterdam and we played together and she was like, oh, she calls me Simmons. She's like, Simmons? I said, yeah, Leia, what's good? Uh, she was like, it's the Euros, like, uh, it's the Euros next year in, in, in the Netherlands. It's going to be amazing. Like, like we should, we need to go to games. You should do another issue of Manon. And I was like, oh no. <laughs> I was like, okay. Yeah, what have I started? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I'm like blaming Leia for this, but in, in such a nice way. Because also at that point I'd lived um, here for one year and kind of like, you know, look at like, here we are, uh, all the English people on the call in, in Amsterdam. It's like, I also think like to try to integrate as much as possible into, into yeah, Dutch society. Like how, I was like, how can I meet more Dutch women who are in and around the sport? Mm. Um, and, and really thought like um, the Euros would be a good opportunity to do that. And so, so did... Uh, did manage to do that through, um, you know, through doing the issue. So it was, it was kind of like a, again, serving a dual purpose of just like, mm. you know, I want to have something that I'm creating because also I think at the time it was almost, uh, there were things that I couldn't control within like my work setting and I wanted to be in control of a project that I could see from start to finish and and, and really sort of hopefully be proud of something um, and, and, and so sort of tell these stories in, in kind of like my new home as it were. So um, I think like that's, kind of where, yeah where, where that one came from and also just like I don't know I was just going to busy with you guys and I was like I need to have some sort of Come on. you know that that can't be my that can't <laughs> be my like end of year output is that I've just been dancing with these guys all, all year which is and now two weeks of bit of zoo. Yeah, 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 yeah. now I would beg for 52 weeks of bit of zoo. beg for one yeah just one week of bit of a double header as well Friday night and a Saturday give me that you imagine day. this podcast is brought to you by bit of zoo. yeah uh, soon, soon come, add, add, soon come. Yeah. Yeah, so, so yeah I, I just kind of wanted to 
<laughs> I just I just wanted to have you know something that I could be proud of by the end of the year and just and, and have like a creative out, outlet as well so um that was kind of like the reason to be for 2017 and then I was like again I'm not doing it again I'm not that's that's good I've done it now Leia now leave me alone the next <laughs> tournament's obviously in France and I'm like Oh, mais je parle français, and I pretend that I can speak French. I was like, <laughs> yeah. parfait, mais non. So I was like, yeah, it's my favorite country. Like, I love is, it. Is, I've got to see this. And, and obviously, France '98 was the first World Cup for me um, uh, as, as like a young, you know, Jeez. young player that just completely got me hooked. I kind of, I created like all these, like it's so, like it's so, like like cute and like quite nerdy. Now I did all these like fact files of all of the different teams in France '98, so I knew. Uh, oh. was doing top trumps before top trumps. Yeah, it was yeah, it's like uh, I think also Top Trumps existed. So it's like, why don't you buy Top Trumps? Like, but I was like doing these folders and and, and really loved France '98. And I think my ambition for uh, France '2019 was really that that would be the tournament for many ten-year-old girls and boys. Yeah. It was just like the yeah, one that they just fell in love with the game. So like, so I was mm-hmm. like France. Oh my god, I've got to do it for France. Then they announced the next tournament was the Euros, of course. In England, I'm like, well, I'm from England, so should I have to do? And I'm like, the World Cup will for sure be in Jamaica. And then I'm like, well, I'm like I have to say, I know this. Is, like, I'm in. I'm in. Like, I just, like, I'm pretending. That I'm like, You're there now. I'm You're in. there now. So yeah, it was just, uh, yeah, I want to create some things and 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 really to meet people along the way. And like, as I say, mm. with with friends that I was at. I think you guys all know because you, apart from Kwame, I think we didn't know each other so well at the time, but I, I was late to my deadlines for, for France 2019. I was um, going to ask you about um, what happened there. Yeah, yeah. so I was, I was a bit late. I was a bit late with that. So let's not worry too much. But I was, I was late with it. And at some point I was like, it's not going to happen. But if it doesn't happen, like I've met some great people on the mm-hmm. on the journey of, of doing that. And like, not to like one girl, Fatty, who plays for one of the teams that I profiled in um, Every time I'm in France, which is not happening in 2020, as you guys know, but I think like last year and, and, and sort of in the previous few years, I've been in Paris sort of quite a lot. Um, and anytime I'm there now, like we'll catch up for a drink and like, that's so nice. And if like, that was the only thing that came out of me trying to do a magazine last year, like I'm cool with it. Amazing. And it's, the same goes for, for now with with this issue. It's like, I'm, I'm doing it... Um, yeah, to like kind of uh, sort of commemorate or sort of wrap up 2020. It's it's purely focusing on female, black female voices within the game. But, you know, I've had so many conversations already that like, if it didn't come to fruition, which which it will, guys, I do promise that it will. Um, if it didn't, I would still be super happy to have met the people I have, even through Zoom. And I know that when this all blows over, I'll be seeing Aisha, I'll be seeing Deborah. like we will meet in real life and it'll be amazing. So I, I almost like, the the process for me is is almost like more important than the end product and and, and actually the journey is, is is kind of what what that is and and, and the product is is just a byproduct of everything else. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was gonna say, Jim, because it's funny to listen to the reasons behind all the the um, issues because it's almost like you give yourself an an excuse to do it every time. Yeah, so the passion is definitely there in it for sure. For sure um, yeah. But I, I just wanted to kind of ask, like, there's probably a lot of people who have the intention to want to create something but don't because you know for a variety of reasons like what for you are some of the benefits of doing what you've done like just creating for the sake of creating because you're passionate about it like you just mentioned you met amazing people or what are some of the the perks and the advantages of, of just going out there and doing what you believe in and being passionate yeah I think like you can sweat over something for so long. And then Kieran, I think you're maybe a good person to sort of look to in, in this moment of just like, you know, when you're creating your music, it's like you can sweat over it and pour over it. And it's like, yeah. and then maybe you don't like push it or you don't release it. And it's like, ah, oh, like you'll never know what anybody thought about it. You'll never mm-hmm. know if anybody thought that was their favorite song nice. of all time. And it's the same, really. It's almost like, you know... It, I'm not creating perfect magazines. I'm not creating perfect storytelling, but I'm creating storytelling. Like I'm doing storytelling and it's fun and I enjoy it. And maybe, and even like the people that I'm speaking to, that's maybe they're like super proud to be in a magazine that's like basically read by me and my mom. And like, that's okay. Mm. Like it does, it does, you know, it doesn't <laughs> point. And it's just like actually just, just trying and like putting yourself out there, which is a really hard thing to do, I think, creatively. And um, it's just like so beneficial because yeah, I think, you know, you'll get feedback that's good or bad or, or or people ignore things and that's fine. And you just learn from each one. And I think my kind of like mantra almost or my 
my my aim is almost like that I should always be a little bit embarrassed of the previous issue like there should be something that I'm like oh, that's, that's, nice. that's not good that's like nice. like I, you know I was like yeah, yeah, learned yeah. something along the I've learned something along the way and it's like you know the first issue should be like a little bit pony and the second yeah, issue yeah. I should have some typos and the third issue stylistically maybe there's some things that yeah, I should yeah, have done yeah, something yeah. differently yeah. you know so and this is all a learning process and, and I'm just enjoying that journey like it's, it's honestly like such a self-serving self-serving project or it has traditionally been a self-serving project but I think now I feel uh, yeah very compelled that um, yeah I have this platform that I've created for myself and I have the privilege to be able to create a platform and print copies of a magazine why not give that over to some uh, yeah young people who are doing amazing things or old people that are doing amazing things and I think that's another thing that I want to think about is like diversity and like age of the people that I'm storytelling around. So, uh, you know, it should be grandmas who were into football back in the day. It should be like young babies who are coming <laughs> up and, and, you know, the, the world, is, world is their oyster in, in, in football. So, um, yeah, I just think um, just trying is, is, is way more than anything yeah. else. There's nothing worse than just like a bunch of archived stuff, footage, um, uh, lost tapes, you know, things that just sit there and, and nobody, <laughs> nobody ever gets to experience them. And, and so, Sure. Yeah, you deserve to share them with the world and, and hope that at least somebody uh, takes something from it, even if it's not just yourself. I love that yeah. mentality of um, just like looking at your old stuff and hoping to find something that makes you cringe. Because I think I think having that mentality in anything, so it doesn't even mean when you're start like when you're creating anything, it's like with anything, you're always going to be bad when you start or you're not going to be the, your best when you start. 100% and I think it's so like sick to hear that you even look at that as um, as Manon and being like yo I want to look at this and from the second edition to the third edition and be like yeah this is this is this isn't the greatest I can do better do you know what I mean because it always elevates yourself to be better than the last time do you know what I mean and I think that's say so- forever forwards now or <laughs> Drop the thing. <laughs> no, 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 no. Call me, call me, call me. Call me. I know you guys. No, Jenny, I got a few things to say. Um, I was gonna say, uh, yeah, you know, since you know it's me, I'm gonna throw you a little curveball. And you were bragging about your World Cup '98 um, fact files. Yeah. And, you're always, and you're always randomly asking me like, which episode is this number in out of home? In our home uh, catalogue, football knowledge. Who yeah. was in? Who was in England's World Cup group in 1998? And, Tunisia, and, 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 Tunisia, first yes. game. Yes, what was the score? 2-0. Oh, Kwame. Yes. 2-0, skulls, well skulls, goal, skulls goal, for sure. And Alan Shearer, I believe, yeah. Okay. Sh- Shearer and Skulls. Um, I want to say Romania. Yes, correct. correct. Last team. Very good. Yeah. Yes. Last team, and I remember, I remember Dan Petrescu and all the blood. They all went blunt. Yeah, the blood. Yeah, the, yeah. the blunt but boys. Who, who was the other team? Who was the other, other team? team? Tunisia, Romania. I'm, I'm proud of myself for getting this far. So don't even, don't even, don't even try it. Can you give me a clue or no? From South America, I believe. Colombia. Oh, I could be. Yes, yes. correct. Boom. Okay. Carlos Valderrama. Another one of my nicknames. Yes. And that was my other question. You were speaking earlier about, you know, you're not, you're not making a perfect magazine. But I think uh, the beauty in that is that it was perfectly your own. So your friends and your your peers yeah. would like read the stuff or see stuff and be like, that's so Jenny. Or even better, yeah. maybe a, a, may, or may, maybe better, even better, a stranger will pick up and be like, oh, I like that. That's interesting. Like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, exactly. But um, like, so like, you know, we speak... We, 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 we speak about this a lot on the pod, but why, why do you think it's so important that you own your narrative? Like, because your experience is 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 different to everyone else's, especially as a young mixed woman. With a, yeah, so please speak on that. Yeah, um, com- completely. Like in terms of it being like very personal to you, and honestly, each issue is littered with stupid in jokes with like me and my brother that like nobody else would get. But like, <laughs> it's, that's okay. Like, and there's so like, sick. it's like issue, and and one with me and my friend where like I had this T-shirt and it said Worldwide International, so I had like one of the. Um, articles was called Worldwide International, and it like Amazing. it kind of made it never made <laughs> so sense. Sick. It didn't like, make yeah, it didn't make proper sense. But me and me and my friend Steph were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's just <laughs> and and my friend Stevie, who I was working with, on it was just like, are you sure about this stuff? Like, do you really want to make these niche jokes? I'm like, yeah, because it's mine. Like, and I don't care. Like, I can say to my brother, like, lol, exactly. like I called this this because of this, and I think um, yeah, it's super important to me. And like one thing that I think I really like about the magazine that like again, like it's never called out, but if you speak to me about it, I always. Really 
really like to tell the stories is like um, every um, issue or every issue, uh, yeah, the, the past two issues, sorry, um, I've worked with my brother to create, um, uh, like he does on the editor's letter, he'll do the illustration, which is always a picture of me in the position of like a famous footballer that's like an iconic moment. So um, the, the the first time he did that was uh, me doing, the, for, the, for the French issue was, um, no, it wasn't for the French issue, sorry, it was for the Dutch issue. Um, me as Eric Cantona, kung fu kicking the guy in the in the in the stands right there. The Such Crystal an Palace. iconic. It's like, Crystal Palace uh, fan, but the, but the reason. What's the name of your brother? Yeah, yeah, exactly. My brother's name is. <laughs> do you know the name of the man who who kicked? The who, who kicked oh, the fan. the fan. Yeah, I I did. Oh, well, you would be together. amazing at pub oh, quizzes. Well, this is where it comes. You together. wouldn't. It? Question of sport. Yeah. We need to put Kwame on the question of sport. Bro, I'm only learning <laughs> this now. No, no, Kwame. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna grill you for this because the guy's name is Matthew Simmons, which is my brother's name. So that's <laughs> wow, why it's like it's some super, like joking. Me that's kicking amazing. my brother, and so so the picture is of me as Cantona, but kicking a picture of my brother. So dope. And then like the next one is me as know, um, you know. Zidane with the with the old headbutt. Um, so the, 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 with the old head part is the French issue shout out to your brother Matt yeah, you call him yeah. Matt or Matthew uh, maybe Matt Matt is a Matt. Matt shout out to Matt and then this one he's going to do me as John Barnes John Barnes with the I don't know if you guys know the iconic image of him kicking away the banana yeah. that's no, no. him yeah yeah like, yeah that'll yeah. be yeah. that'll be the like so it's like, stu- like I say stupid but it's like a really nice stuff no, like that's that, so that like, dope. I just like enjoy doing and um and yeah just because i don't like really care like as in you know you're like oh, oh you what's yeah it's like i don't i don't care about this stuff like it's just fun for it's just fun for me and, and and yeah i like to think that people kind of like resonate with that or bounce off it and whether they do know the story or don't know the story i think like it can still be like a cool visual that people can appreciate as well thanks man and jen you mentioned this this series or sorry this issue this is obviously obviously forever forwards and we're celebrating black history month in the uk black achievement month in netherlands and You've done something pretty similar in terms of the narrative and who you're covering in this issue. Yeah. Um, so could you maybe talk a little bit about that and why it's so important to you? Yeah, I think it's like become way more important to me this year uh, because like I've always been aware of my blackness and and proud of my blackness and all of that sort of stuff. But I think it's become uh, like a point where, uh, yeah, your awareness levels are, are peaked. Your, um, the, the way you sort of retrospectively think about the way you've even done things in your life yeah. is, is, is completely like sort of reformulated. I said it reformulated me as a person, but I think it's just a case of um, reevaluation and then evolution, I think is kind of like what I would like to think of it as. Um, and so, yeah, as I say, like, I think that's like, uh, I say a nice thing for me to do is is, is give over my platform to, to celebrate um, these, you know, stories of black women and, and really show like black joy is a real uh, big part of like what I want to do. And football brings so much joy. Uh, black people bring so much joy. Black women bring so much joy. Like how can we like Facts. use that as a, as, as a momentum driver uh, for something that we, you know, we don't often see. Sometimes the narrative does feel like it's like uh, quite linear. And, you know, the way that you do see black people is, uh, selling drugs on television or you know this you know the, and, and it's like there's way more to it than that and we all know that and, and so many black people know that but the reality is if if we're not exposed to more of that if, if like you know the nation isn't exposed to more of that then then how are they to know that that's what exists so I think thematically I think really like black joy should come through and then just this idea that like the black female experience is nuanced also to um, uh, the non-black female experience within football. So um, I think in my, the process of, of me doing the magazine, often the first thing that I'll write is the editor's letter which is always really like, oh, I'm doing this because of a tournament. Whereas uh, this year it was really, not, not harrowing, but it was it, it took me a while to even like sit yeah, down yeah. at my computer and be like, okay, how do I want to, you know, start this? And what, what do I want to say? And I think like one of the lines, um, I think like towards the end is like, you know, I was too busy focused on being a woman in football to realize that I was in fact a black woman in football and oh, just wow. starting wow. to understand that that's a, wow. that's a different thing and that's okay and that's nuanced but just understanding that that's where I'm at that's where I sit that's where many of the people sit and I've had yeah great conversations with like Felicia for example like uh, from from yeah. season season zine uh, you know who's who's going through some very similar processes and had you know really nice discussions you know around that about how nuanced it is so um, yeah just want to give a platform to be able to to celebrate and, and really celebrate in a year that you know, there's there's many reasons not to celebrate and many reasons to celebrate. And I just want to kind mm. of end the year. And, and that's the intention for the magazine Sick. to be out by the end of the year. Uh, but just to kind of wrap it up and, and, and celebrate this idea of Black Joy. Sick. And then, um, Jenny, to like, 
uh, not just the women, but like also guys, all those people that have been feeling like some way this year, um, what advice would you give them in terms of just like stepping up to express that in some way, whether that be magazine, music, art form or whatever it is? Because I feel like a lot of people, um, a lot of people keep many great ideas just in their head and think, nah, but what would you say? What would your advice be? It comes from trauma as well, right? Like art is usually the, the at its highest when there's been traumatic events. That's when people can really express themselves, right? Yeah. Yeah, Liv taught me that. Yeah, 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 exactly. And um, I would just say, like, it doesn't even have to be in the form of art or it could be the art of conversation is what I would say. Like, it doesn't have to be music. It doesn't have to be a magazine. It doesn't have to be anything so uh, so so grand is in the way that you see it because that becomes daunting. Straight away, it becomes daunting. But actually, my yeah tip about, like, being able to express yourself is, like, have those conversations with your family, with your friends, with people who are not your friends or friends of friends who have opinions that are very different to yours like really like push yourself in terms of the conversations that you're having and the people that you're having them with and I think traditionally you know if somebody has a viewpoint that's not shared by you or like but but by by me for example I might be like "Mm, they're not really my person like let me not try to let me not try to get involved in that conversation because it's not for me but actually I feel like a duty as well to say hey what you've said um uh, although like I'm fine with it somebody might be offended by that because this this and this you know so I think like even just conversations in terms of expressing yourself this year is the, super important I think and, and and you know if that's the base level of what you can do and um, you know do that and just and, and again I think like again in the editor's letter I talk about like the conversations that have happened this year keep them going like let's not stop talking about this and we talk about like owning our narrative having people understand our narrative but like let's also keep that narrative you know we talk about how that black square was great for a week for a day but then it's like who's still there and who still cares and this is still an issue and you know when you speak to your parents for example for all of us maybe we speak to our parents like this is mad this is a new time this is going to be there's going to be change you know we're all like positive and I think some parents are a bit like yeah okay Uh, because they've seen very similar things so like you know we need to be the ones that keep driving this forward we need to have the energy to keep pushing this forward and there's times this year and you guys have given me so (laughs) you guys have given me so much energy to be able to push forward and there'll be a time when Stephen's down and we need to pick him up Yaf's down we need to pick him up I'm down you guys need to pick me up so um you know this idea of collective energy and shared energy um uh, to help drive these conversations and push them push them forward um honestly I should be getting paid like extra for mention (laughs) madness um but, but I but I just think in terms of expression like conversations are super important and um, and shared energy uh, with the right people, you know. Jenny, I love that. Jenny, Jenny Simmons, man. You just answer these questions like, like it's nothing. So eloquent. Yeah. You're, you're very, you're very seasoned in this. I guess um, final one from my side. You kind of touched on it, but um, it'll be interesting to kind of get your your vision or of where you see things within the next five years for the black community. Like how do you see yeah. things shaping up? Yeah, I think like to my earlier point of just like putting positivity out, like I think really good things. And I think um, kind of like, unfortunately, it feels like we're kind of taking a bit of a, a weird, like taking some of the brunt of this, but like it's nothing compared to our ancestors. So, you know, we're we're trying to to progress things as, um, you know, as young people in certain industries and, and showing and trying to pave a way. And I don't think necessarily we'll get all of the benefits that we would love to have out of this. But I think just knowing that you've, played a part and played a role in, in creating some sort of pathway for somebody. And you look at, yeah, Kwam's doing the diversity collective and speaking to young people, Jeez. like that stuff is like super, yeah, you can pay me also for that extra. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've still got that. <laughs> That's the first time it's ever shouted out on a product. Uh, no, you know, this is, this is amazing stuff that's paving the way for, for people, you know, um, people after us and people, uh, young people that can come and see, uh, you know, that we should be in these spaces. We should be taking up these spaces. We can own these spaces and, you know, we can, we can, you know, we can, we can do this. And, and, um, and, and so I would just say like positivity for sure is, 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 I, I feel positive about it. And I, I really hope that we're just sort of still in a positive place. And I do understand that like, this stuff takes time. I'm not like looking for that like, quick fix overnight. Here we go. Like everything's good. Um, but I, I really hope to see, um, 
yeah, we can see how quickly the world can change in a matter of months, right? And it's almost like then if you think about what five years could be, um, yeah, like really big and and good things. And and yeah, for, for people like you who are here and you know have this platform and and will continue to drive things, like I can only imagine this will continue to inspire other people to do similar things. Um, and sort of you should know that you're also playing a part in that, and and sort of just to keep going within it as well. I hope so. We we really do. We really do hope so, gentlemen. Um, because as as you said, like we we wanted to be the change that we couldn't see at the minute, and having to having now realizing or having to, having to see where we are in our in our lives, in our in our careers, and being able to like inspire different people from just different locations and different backgrounds, different ethnicities, doing what we do is is something that we should be forever grateful for. Um, we're super happy that you came on the show and lend us some of your time, gentlemen. Um, and we could sit here, and, sit talk here and talk for hours, as you already know. But in the spirit of keeping time for the pod police, <laughs> we want to wrap it there. <laughs> For those who can't see Kwame just unmuted himself really to get to sleep and then went straight back on mute what a guy what a guy he, he uses his mute button really well it's a big power play it's a big power yeah, play from yeah, Kwame's yeah, on the mute button yeah. <laughs> he's, the only, he's the only one that's unmuted he's the only one that uses so it so more, more time I'm like bro man don't even laugh in the, in the thing no more like you've got, <laughs> got to press I'm forced to laugh you've only got to make him laugh if you want to press pause you know? It's about quality control, isn't it, bro? Anyways, cool. I hate Poor police. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Police. And on that note, <laughs> you've been listening to the Alpha Podcast with your boys, Kieran, Yaf, Stephen, Kwame, and the one and only Jay Nasty, a.k.a. Jenny Simeone, a.k.a. Jenny Simmons. You're done now. Yeah. You London boys are crazy. Hey, come on. <laughs>